You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Vegas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Vegas After Show. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, AfterBuzzers. Vegas, we're doing this evening, we are doing... 14th episode of the first season of C- CBS's Vegas, The Third Man. A lot is going on as this season progresses, guys. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey. And if you've been watching, which I think that you have been watching, you know who these two intelligent, handsome gentlemen are sitting across from me. Introduce yourselves, guys. The Nick Perdue. The Bam Erickson. You're not the Bam Erickson. You're Bam Erickson. He's saying his Twitter handle like a fool. Bam Erickson. Thank you. See, the, the fans appreciate that more yeah, because you're already you're yeah, yeah. branded, bro. You know. You're Bam. Yeah. Bam, 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 Bam. Well, thank you so much. Bam. Okay, Erickson. so uh, getting right into this episode because a lot happened in this episode. And we want to try to get as many of the details as possible uh, before summer. Because <laughs> there were so many things that happened. It was like one of those yeah, kind of episodes. Well, it seems like as the season progresses. They're packing a lot in. Yeah, they're yeah. getting a lot of plot points are going on, a lot yeah. of things. And, and it's like the stakes are being consistently raised, which is really good because we were kind of skittish a little bit when different. the season started. Like, as far it, as. It kind of took, a, took it, a little. Yeah, um, it was like we were on the runway for a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, but they, you know, you have to expect this from Nicholas Pelleggi and Greg Walker. Like, coming with uh, a show that's that's very uh they have to build it you mm-hmm. know it's not a film so they have to build the show and you know they're setting the foundation for everything and now we've gotten to a point where you're really enthralled into what's going on and, yeah. and want to you know like they've they're being consistent now like yeah. i mean they've been consistent but what i'm saying is you know you know what i'm saying they yeah. built they, they've built to the point where now it's like wow the stakes are high yeah. And so, with this being episode 14, there's only seven episodes left. Right. So yeah. there's, I think there's a lot that's going to happen in these seven episodes. Well, these seven episodes have, <laughs> have to be, I mean, it's good. The it show is, is good. Yeah. So let's it talk is. about what's so good about the show, starting with, I mean, with this episode, uh, exactly, episode 14. Mm. Mia, no, not Mia, Jack, uh-huh. Jack yeah. shows up to the crime scene. Yeah. Now we've got this drug addict and Rizzo laying sprawled out, sprawled out in this hotel. Was it was a hotel or a motel room? Right, something like that. Something it was like, more like a motel. It was more like a motel, mm-hmm. and motel six. Right, <laughs> and you've got uh, Lamb, Officer Lamb, Ralph. You got Ralph and ADA yeah. there investigating what's going on. You know, the thing to me, they kept talking about the whole. I heard everything on the over the radio. I was waiting for them, one of them to say, 
Really? Well, it didn't go on the radio and tell blah, blah, blah. So how did you possibly hear about it to go tell Mia? Mm. Because Jack went to go tell Mia yeah. that he heard over the radio. It's the first place he went. That's the first place he went. Yeah. But then he told his his brother that he came straight over. And then once he said, well, I think it should be you who should tell Mia, he said, I already told Mia. And then Ralph was like, well, I thought you said that you came straight here. Exactly. Uh, so he's, What a tangled web we weave. Well, the, the, the hard thing about this for Jack is that Jack is a straight shooter. No pun intended. This guy, I mean, really, he's... Yeah. He's not a guy who delves into secrets and to an underground. Like he doesn't live in an underground, deceptive kind of no. world. That's mm-hmm. not his circle. That's not his universe. So to see how he's going to navigate this whole thing is really going to be interesting uh, where he goes with this. So he's lied to his girlfriend yeah. about killing her dad, yeah. which go ahead, Bam. What are you going to say about that? I don't even think he really thought about it long enough before he even lied. When she, when she said, you know, who did it? Who did it? He didn't blink an eye. He didn't even take two seconds to think, okay, should I, should I not? He just said, I don't know, heard it on the news. I think maybe he was waiting to see how she would respond when he mm-hmm. went to go tell her that the dad was yeah. dead. It was one of those, let me play it by ear, see how this thing kind of goes. How, 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 how do, else would, it, how else would she well, respond? I mean, you she know, wasn't going to fall out and say, no! <laughs> no, but I'm just I'm, I'm exactly. Yeah. But you don't know how somebody's going to react when you yeah. tell them a parent is is passed or is dead or whatever. Blah blah blah. Go but, ahead, Nick. But they 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 had you know a special dynamic because especially you know leading up to Rizzo's death is that you know they weren't really seeing eye to eye. Mm-hmm. So you know she could have held a grudge because she knows that her father wasn't a upstanding citizen. You right. know, so she kind of knew that like this is part of that life. You know what right. I mean? And then so, you know, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, this is still her father. But, you know, like so they didn't see eye to eye. And so she was always kind of butting heads with her father, especially with uh, this whole Jack situation. So right. she could have gone either way. Well, that maybe that's what he was going to yeah. see how she was going to respond. I, I think that even though she really wants to know, I think it's natural to want to know at the same time, she, she had to expect this. Her dad was one of the biggest douchebags of all time, and he was a, even a douchebag for a mobster. Mm-hmm. Like, even for a mobster, he was, yeah. like, yeah. dirty. For a mobster, he was dirty. But even, uh, even, even though her dad was who he was, you never expect that someone's going to die. Right. That's true. You know, even yeah. even when you know your your kid or somebody's on drugs and you know they're living a life, you know, when you get that call, you just, you know. Yeah, well, and because that, that goes back to at the end of the day, like, this is still your father. This is still your relative. This is still your blood. Like, this is right. your first line. This is, you know, it's like there's that connection. Right. You know, so. I mean, I mean for me, personally, I think that it's good writing. Mm-hmm. It it helps uh, keep the story going, keeps the juices going as far as being involved and interested in the show because the show is good and, and like like we just mentioned earlier, it's escalating. But to me, it's not consistent with his character and the character that's been developed with Jason O'Mara playing this character that to me, this guy would have told her. Well, I would, this, dis- I would, di- I would disagree on this one. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Obviously, it makes good writing because then if he would have admitted it, if he would admit what happened, it would have taken a different turn. I think it was great because now you're going to see a side of him. He is he's he's torn. He's yeah. mixed up into this. He already um, he already has um, uh, um, 
he has a um, when the two come to, when two people come together, they have a, a an under- connection. Connection, not the word I'm looking for. Um, um, it'll hit me. But he and Savino now had made a pack because of what happened. Right. So yeah. he's now on both sides of the fence. Right. Yeah. Well, they just they have interest. Like he figured it out. He put two and two together. And to me, when he said when he confronted Savino about it. He should have known then. Now, he said, keep your head on a swivel. Okay, yeah. well, if somebody comes to you and says, keep your head on a swivel, dude, what does that mean, bro? Right. Hey, bro. Like, like, bro, come on, bro. <laughs> he said, keep your head on a swivel, bro. He's letting you know the dude is coming after you. Yeah, like, come on, bro. You know, he said it for a reason. It was, yeah. you know, he should have figured all this out earlier. You know, maybe that's because he's not a city slicker. He's not, you know, he's a country boy and he's just. But, you know, I mean. He's really green. Here's the thing, though. I, I do believe that now. He's a changed man because, you know, after going through what he went through, literally like torture. This is like POW type torture that he went through, right. you know. And so, like, in his mind, he's like, I'm going to die, you know, because I'm pretty sure, like, that went through his mind at least once, right. you know, during this whole ordeal. And then now he's like, okay, I got a second lease on life. Let me, you know, change the way I do things a little bit. Right. So, you know, now he's, he's kind of he's faced with this. Should I tell her or should I, you know, kind of cover it up? And so he went with the cover it up route. I mean, he has to know that how good is of his of his brother or a good of an investigator his brother is. They're going to get down to the bottom of what happened eventually. It, it, eventually, but the, if he keeps throwing wrenches in there, then you know, because he's putting up like baby roadblocks along the way to kind of you know. And then I also think that by him. By him revealing this information, he can lose the most important person to him, which is his girlfriend. That's true. So because now he's in love, <laughs> now he has to. And he confessed it to daddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, to me, I think that she would have loved him regardless. I think she would have a hard time with it, but I think she would eventually get over it because these guys aren't mobsters. They wouldn't go after Rizzo and shoot him in cold blood, instigate any kind of problem. They've mm. already... They've already laid a foundation of being square. They're square guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mia would know that. She would get over the grief in time, and she know, she would know. She, she knows the character of her father, for one. She knows the character of Jack, which is part of the reason why she fell in love with him. So, she, it, you know. It would make sense that he that it was in self-defense of what yeah, happened. Yeah, of course. Okay. It, it makes, it, it, I mean, and, and Mia is a smart girl. She's in- incredibly intelligent. I mean, just look at the deal that she made to be to, to run the casino, to yeah. be the, the, the director of casino operations yeah. for the Savoy now. And she's more than qualified to do it on every level, especially since she protects the money already. That's a that is an actual that's a great point. So I'm going to stop <laughs> right there. So I just think that's why that was part of my whole thing with he should just. You know, yeah. told the oh, truth. I just, she would have yeah. gotten over it eventually, but she knows that her dad is a scumbag. That's why she went off on him. You know, she's had a horrible life. She's known him her whole life, so she knows what kind of guy he is. Yeah. But it does make for good writing for the show. Yeah. So I'm conflicted with that, but I can live with it. I don't have a problem, Nicholas and Greg. Thumb up. I give you a, a thumb sideways and a thumb up. So it's not two thumbs up, but it's a thumb up. Anyway. Well, so. speaking, well, just to piggy off the whole thumbs up, uh-huh. giving your comments and rating, I think this would be the good opportunity to now go into iTunes. Yeah. And, and rate. I, I thought you were doing it right now. 
No, I was leading into it so that you could so that you can now take over. I thought you were doing it. Wow, what was that, uh, Fonz? You're going. Yeah. Hey. Um, so yeah, you know, go on iTunes, you guys. Make sure you comment, rate, subscribe. If you don't have an iTunes account, it's easy, it's simple, it's free. You don't even need a Mac. You can do it with your PC. Uh, tell your friends, your neighbors, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, everybody. Have them go on and uh, rate the Vegas podcast and all of your other Vegas After Buzz <laughs> shows as well. He said, you don't even need a bag. You can use your PC. No, because some, some what people are, don't know. What are you saying? Some people don't know. Some people don't know what? Because like some, some people think that iTunes is straight Apple. Apple, so and that you need a Mac. Why, yeah, you need a Mac. So you need to clarify, and I clarified. Oh, okay. And so for you, then. And if you have a PC, it's quite all right. So I had to be <laughs> PC by endorsing PCs. Right, because you have a Mac. I have a Mac and a PC. I have both. No. Because I use them for different things, obviously. But anyway, so Jack breaks the news to Mia. Mia wants to know. And she has that thing where she's going to be plagued for a while because of that last conversation she had with her father. They weren't at peace in their relationship over her relationship. Yeah. With uh, with Jack, so I mean the deputy. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna have. He just, I can understand his fear of winning and lose. She's a beautiful, smart girl, and they had definitely have a connection. And they finally, you know, he's admitted to the father. Like, look, I love your, you love your daughter. Yeah. Blah blah blah. So I can, I can understand his reluctance mm-hmm. to want to tell her. It, it's natural. It's natural to not want to tell her. But I think he is going to such extremes and such lengths. It's like just shows you like. I was going to say one little lie, but it's not a little lie. It's, it's a big lie, and he has to go to great extremes to, to cover this up now. And he thinks that one lie would, would... Most people don't think about when they're lying. They tell one lie, and then other stuff starts to surface, so then you just have to continue lying. Right, I you think he, remember I th- it. I think he did. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think he thought about that. He thought, okay, well, you know, I heard about it in the car. I don't know. And then once the once his brother started to question, then he had to go more into it. And then again, as stuff started to surface, exactly. and, and yeah. then the print was on the gun, then he had to he didn't think about all that. Right, because it's like when you're telling a lie, you're basically like rewriting history. Mm-hmm. So everything yeah. else has to be consistent yeah. in that universe. And yeah. he's not a liar. This no. guy is just a regular. He's a regular square Joe. Mm-hmm. So now. You have this. He has to recreate everything, and yeah, he doesn't live the, the little, you know, exactly. He has yeah. to, all the little details, and then you have a brother who pays attention to all the details. Yeah. That's what he does for a living, and and the uh, son too, and the son. Yeah. The son is Who's showing getting better. The yeah. son is getting better. Let's talk about Dixon for a minute. Dixon, Dixon, Dixon Lamb. <laughs> so Dixon, <laughs> so Dixon. We catch Dixon out on a. What's up, Fremont Street? And uh, flirting with the flirting with, with the, the honeys. It was like the, four of them. He had international, international, internationally known right. Dixon Lamb. Internationally known Dixon Lamb. <laughs> and this dude is out there on Fremont Street, macking four. Well, he's talking to one, but he on, he on was duty. He was macking all of them, pretty much. Because one of them was the one he was interested in, but all three or four of them were interested in him. Mm-hmm. He was asking her her room number and all that. I mean, I really felt like I was in Vegas. Because that's what, that's what happens in Vegas. In fact, Dixon Lamb is probably the guy who set up all the the, <laughs> so, the social of how people walk up and down the street. Oh, it's okay to drink your liquor up and down the street. Because, you know, you can drink. If you guys don't know this, people can drink alcohol openly in public in Vegas. This is for the people who haven't been to Vegas. If I, anybody. I there's there's only two. You see, Bam didn't know that. Two cities. It's Vegas and New Orleans. And it's it's the Strip and uh, Bourbon Street where and you Bourbon can street. walk. With open, open, with open container. container. And, and Fun drink. fact, huh? Sure. 
No, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's, gonna not, Nick's not going to cheat us out of a fun fact <laughs> later over that one. <laughs> you just kind of let it into that. So, right, that's you know. true. I, one of the things that I like about Dixon's character is he's a young boy who is who's having the best of both worlds. Right. He's a cop. He has his dad as an uncle. But also at the same time, he's not losing sight of the fact that he is a young boy. And young, young man, a young man, and that right. he's gonna he's gonna do what he wants to do. Right. And that's chase girls, and so I like how they how they how he's maturing as a cop, but there's still that side of him where he's gonna chase some ass. Right. Yeah. And he's and, and he's, as he should, as he yeah. should, yeah. and conquer it. And <laughs> the thing about it is, it's good that there's there he's solving cases that aren't whodunits, mm-hmm. but there's other. Uh, circumstances involved that are really pretty serious and they're showing that he has chops as an investigator I really liked how it was funny how someone stole the what was it a black Corvette Mm. Uh, no it was a Thunderbird it was a Thunderbird it was a black Thunderbird rolling down and and, you know he hears the call while he's talking to the girls over the radio and the car comes turning the corner and zooming right by him. He gets a show off with the girls, hop in the car (laughs) right Mm. and you know he catches the guy lights and sirens exactly Catches the guy. Turns out, of course, Dixon knows the guy. His homeboy. And it makes sense because Dixon was probably kind of popular. Yeah. He gets all the girls. He knows yeah. this guy, Pete. And that Pete? was really funny. He's like, Pete? Dixon? Dixon? <laughs> <laughs> that was really, that was kind of funny scene. Of course he knows this guy. They went to like high school together or whatever, yeah. right? So he catches up with this friend and he's investigating like, you dude, like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. stealing cars. So... You know, his friend explains, and of course he empathizes because the guy is a good stand-up guy, naturally. He's yeah. really in, but stuck between a rock and a hard place of trying to get uh, custody of, of his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of uh, a nice little touching. You don't see that too often, where the dad is pursuing custody and... And going to and, and great going, lengths and going to, to great actually, lengths. yeah. Because exactly. most times, other way around that, like you, you, know, you give for child support, right? Take the little girl, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you you saw that. That I thought that was great. I thought they yeah. they showed a uh, a good thing that a father was actually a good well a good father, even though he was going about it in the wrong way. He was he's a young man as well. Sometimes young people make bad choices for good reasons and make bad choices for good reasons and that was one of those types of situations and Dixon reached out to help him and they had the 1960 Fast and Furious (laughs) situation where they're going to race some cars you know (laughs) Fast 1960 you You know it was just one of those things where uh, he's in the car and you see the steering wheel you know well actually let let me me, I'm skipping over something Dixon is going to go undercover <laughs> he knows nothing about vehicles, At which all. his dad called him out about. His, he was like, "Where's the fuel line? Right. Can uh, you even change it? Can you even change oil? Right. Yeah. Where's the carburetor? Where's the alternator? He knows he nothing no about vehicles. Yet yeah. he's going to go undercover as this as a mechanic, as a mechanic, <laughs> which is really funny. But he said, you know, well, I just have to be on the scene. I'm just going to be, you know, drive him out there while yeah. he goes and races. Blah blah blah. So it wasn't really one of those situations where I feel like he had to be tested. But of course, a dad being a dad yeah. is going to say. I don't know. He, he doesn't know what situation he's walking into. And yeah. he's like, if this is what you're supposed to be undercover, he wants then to be prepared you better know what you're yeah. supposed to know. Because if you get busted out, next thing you know, somebody could be pulling a gun on you or whatever. Yeah. Then he's going to go and have to you know, rescue him. He doesn't know. Of course, he's a dad. And he's being protective. So, And I like when he called him Hot Rod. He's like, all right, Hot Rod. Right. It was really <laughs> funny. So when they go into the, the, the first uh, 
what was that? They're going on the first round of uh, questioning. They're doing an investigation. He was going to the the garage. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Remember he was going to the garage after the accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pete, he goes undercover with Pete. Pete loses control of the car. Almost kills himself. Almost, almost kills himself in this yeah. vehicle. And now they have to investigate why what, his, vehicle, why was his vehicle was tampered with. On top of this whole car stealing ring mm-hmm. that he caught his friend. Uh, chap, chap. And, as a, yeah, chap, chap, chap. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fix cars. <laughs> but you sell them, so what? We steal them. <laughs> we steal them. <laughs> so, what do you need? What you need? <laughs> so he, he goes over there, with, and his dad says, you know what? I'll go with you. So what's really funny is, while he's doing some investigating. Some actual police work. For actual police work. Bonafide police work. Bonafide police action. <laughs> Ralph is getting the girl's number, smoozing, you know, yeah. getting the girl's number that was uh, actually like the receptionist, the secretary at the sure. at the mechanic shop, <laughs> right? Yeah. She was just holding a clipboard. Holding a clipboard. Just looking pretty. Right. That's all she and, yeah. he, and he found out a lot of information. One yeah. thing that I do like was how when Dixon was interrogating or was questioning the mechanic, what was his name, Eric or something like that? I can't remember what Tommy? his name was. No, it wasn't Tommy. No, it wasn't Tommy. Uh, Tommy. Bobby? Was Tommy it Bobby? Was a, I'm not sure. I think it was... I think it was Eric. I'm not sure. But he was the, the, the mechanic they ended up catching later. Yeah. He's questioning him, and then Ralph stops him because he was about to give away or talk too much or mm-hmm. ask yeah. the wrong questions that the would let him, them know yeah. that we're look, on to you. We're, we're on, to, on you. to you. Or they know some stuff. They don't know that we know that they're on to. They don't know our, that we know that they know that we know. Exactly. That know. But that's the situation that it yeah. would have been. So. He cuts him off. He says, look, I got this information from the sweetie. I got... He He's floozy. Yeah, he got a couple numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's one of those situations where you're like, oh, this is where Dixon gets it from. <laughs> right? Alpha doesn't fall far uh, from the Alpha tree. Alpha doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> now, jump my boy. Jumping from, <laughs> jumping from that situation. And you see Dixon's face when you looked at him. He was looking at him like, like, really? Come like, on, wow. Dad. Like, really? This is my this is my turn. This is my turn. Like that should have been me. <laughs> but what's funny is when they jump, go, let's go back, cut to the office, and the ADA is there, and Dixon's like, "Well, I found this out when you were talking to your friend over there," <laughs> and the ADA has this look on her face, like, and then uh, Ralph is like, "Okay, uh, <laughs> time to go." That was really funny. I thought so too. Yeah, that was a really funny. Yeah, that was a nice little exchange. Yeah, it was. So. Let's talk about Savino really quickly before we conclude with uh, the whole Dixon situation. So yeah. Savino is losing performers. We got Frankie Fontaine, <laughs> who's a big time. I guess he's supposed to be like Frankie Avalon or whatever. You got Frankie Fontaine, who is like this young, hip, hip. Ah. This is like the Justin Bieber of 1960. No, I wouldn't say Justin Bieber. I mean, he's just a hot pop type of guy at that time and he's performing in Vegas no he wasn't the Justin there wasn't no Justin Bieber's of any time except for now yeah. I was thinking more like because he wasn't the Beatles you know? yeah I, right. was, I was gonna say something like a young Sinatra um, yeah he kind of had that vibe he was kind of like a or that Dean Martin was that yeah, that, yeah that, like but that. a young a young yeah. like a uh, young 20s yeah. early 20s uh, older teens I think yeah. it was yucky early 20s but anyway some guy named Tommy Stone is over from the Hacienda is stealing performers he's still like two or three performers 
And it was like, like a week too. Just you're right. Quick, yeah. You're right. And the, the funny thing was, it was like they would have preferred to perform at the Savoy because it was a nicer hotel. However, <laughs> dude was doubling their pay. At this so, dump down the street called the Hacienda. At dump down the street called the Hacienda. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he could, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say chickless. Uh, Savino walks into the hotel and he asks his boy, he's like, dude, I can miss the music. Where's the music? There's no music. He's like, Hacienda. <laughs> They're gone. Piano player walked out right. during lunch. Or exactly. <laughs> so, and that's what happened, right? Yeah. Dude, take, they, dude takes off. Yeah. So, he has decides to have a meeting with this guy in the alley. Yeah, garbage you know, cans and everything. Garbage cans. This is a young kid. He just reminds me of like a 1960s promoter from Supper Club or Playhouse or something like that. Tommy Mottola. Tommy, <laughs> young, young Tommy Mottola. <laughs> right, so he calls him. He has him in the alley. Movers and shakers. And he realizes by talking to Savino, Vincent realizes by talking to this kid that this kid is really savvy. Yeah. And... Smart kid. It seemed like he was going to get offed, or at least yeah, get, or at least get beat up, or, or, or just went to the kneecap or yeah, something. <laughs> like stop stealing my guys. You know, we, we need to like, make music happen over here. I need entertainment at the Savoy to make it go. And you're stealing people and taking them to the hacienda. This is no bueno, bro. Like, what do you think you're doing? It's not going to go down like that. Uh, I cannot let that fly. So, that's that. I don't like. Right. Yeah. So, what does he do, Bam? <laughs> you threw me off. What did what did Vincent do to solve the situation with this guy Tommy Stone? Oh, he offered um, he offered him a job, right? Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah, he offered him the, the musical director. director of entertainment, entertainment, right. uh, entertainment services director, director of entertainment, one of those titles, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So he, you know, the kid was smart and said, "Look, I look up to you, yeah. or whatever." Blah blah blah. I think he was trying to get in before. Yeah. And it was kind of like one of those situations where, sorry, we don't have anything. So he was he proved himself by taking yeah, taking the, the yeah because well, he needed to get his attention. So right. I think that's that's, that's really I think what that was his goal. Was. And I mean, you know, he had a, a resume because he worked for Bugsy Siegel. He said, right. You know, at the other hotel, right, at Bugsy. Home. Well, then he went to Hollywood. They went so to Hollywood, he, and he learned some things in Hollywood about not he was signing the talent to him as a manager and not to the and not to the venue. Mm-hmm. So he the, wherever he went, they that's went. where. Yeah. They would have to go, and he was obviously very savvy and creative in creating how he was setting up his contracts yeah. and able to shift and have the power to himself mm-hmm. for his for his entertainers, <laughs> which is cool because I'm gonna really love to see this kid on future episodes because I really think he livens gonna liven up the place. I hope that the writers, the Vegas writers, actually keep him around. Keep him around. Write and him took a more episodes. Right. Yeah. You know, put him in there and actually include him, integrate him more into some storylines because a lot of drama has happened in the past with entertainers and entertainment. And we have know, seen a lot Vegas. of... And we've seen a lot of... We've seen tidbits of, like, music, like, two weeks ago we saw with the with the singing group. So it it be right. refreshing yeah. to... You know, to hear some sounds. Tastics. Yeah. Exactly. The Teen Tastics, Diane Desmond. So we've incorporated some entertaining entertainers, yeah. entertainment flow. Yeah. And we've also incorporated more on our www.afterbuzztv.com website. And so with that being said, we have a AfterBuzz TV store. 
So when you go to our website, www.afterbuzztv.com, on the left-hand side, there is the Afterbuzz TV, there's Afterbuzz TV store where you guys can purchase merchandise, such as these great mugs that you guys always leave comments about. Where can I get a mug? Where can I get a mug? Where is it at? I want one. And so when you go to the website, there's a couple sections. There's men's clothing. <laughs> there's men's clothing and uh, female clothes. Uh, there's ladies, uh, ladies clothing and apparel. There's baby clothes. And there is another section for cupware. And so we have different kind of mugs and we have water bottles and all kind of great things. So make sure you go to our website and click on the AfterBuzz TV store for merchandise. Sweet. Shipping handling that I included, man. That's the... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yo, if you guys want to call in, 424-256-1729, you guys have any comments or any questions regarding the show, want to, you know, add your two cents or whatever, feel more than welcome to do so. We welcome it. Uh, 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. What's that number again? 424-256-1729. We need to make a jingle out of that. Anyway, we'll figure that out probably before the season's over. But let's talk about uh, Savino. Uh, Savino gets called into the office. Well, the, the sheriff's office. The sheriff's office by Catherine. Yeah. ADA. Yeah. And she's over here slanging around her. She got gangster. Yo, she... Gangsta. She really has it in for this dude. Yeah, she doesn't like him at all. Yeah, she consistently mentioned throughout the episode that she wanted to question him, on question him yeah. and, and this. And Jack was trying to divert it. But he's the biggest gangster in town as far as they're concerned. So there's no way they're going to be, be able to divert their attention away from Savino when somebody from his camp, his boss, just got killed. And she's the she was the one that knew the whole situation because the wife, Savino's wife, was her informant. Informer, and then it go on down. Remember that? No, I, you remember I, that? I can't. I couldn't pi- huh? picture no. it. Maybe the picture or something. It was. It was I did. That was a horrible. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, it was. I bad. was bad too, though. So. Yeah, so I don't. I don't say. All right, so yeah, we'll stop doing that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that was funny. Okay, so so he, she she actually threatens Savino, yeah. and she's like, "Look, I will." I mean, well, she didn't say she would, but she inferred <laughs> Chicago would find out. Chicago, what do you think Chicago would think about your wife being an informant? To me. So he's like, you won't do that. You, you, you know, you, you, won't, you wouldn't order for my kids. You wouldn't do that. And she's like, the hell I will. Don't I, believe I'm not me, sure. just watch. Well, he doesn't believe she will, but... I'm not sure if she would. You never know. If she is quick to pull that pistol out in the in the front seat like she did uh, two weeks ago, she will she'll do it. But that's it. for that's for him. See, that's different. The, having the gun on him and then having her getting her killed, knowing she's she's gonna get killed is completely different. Because now you're in danger. I mean, she's gonna get whacked. She will get whacked. That endangers the kids. You know that's. That's a whole different kind of conundrum. That just will show how cold of a bee she really is, though. If she would do something like that, like you know, I know she would, she would, you know, pop a cap in Savino in a second. But the family—that's that's a little different. I'm not sure. What do you think? You think Catherine is is that cold blooded, Nick? <laughs> well, you know, that's a little cold blooded. <laughs> I don't think she would do it. Honestly, I I think that if she does it, she's doing it to really kind of 
you know, prove a point. And she's and she's doing it to say like, you know, you have no idea what I'm capable of. Right. You know, because you didn't think I was gonna pull that that that, that little pea shooter out on you, did you? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, because I feel that Savino still kind of feels that this is his town. He runs the town. Like, yeah, the police are here. Just the police the city right. but you know i got the job on the, on the police and the ada and the da well because he has the uh, the uh, da you know in his in his pocket so the ada is like you know you the assistant so he still feels that he has a little you know right so and in fact like that little you know uh uh relationship that he has with the da may come into play because we haven't seen the uh, the uh, da in, in a little while so well it 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 He's gonna have to come back around, but the problem with that is what's what's good for Catherine is that she works very very closely, and she has a tight knit relationship with the sheriff. Yeah, and she's doing all, all the legwork exactly, and anything everything that she does is aligned with the law and finding out what she's supposed to find out. Anything that the DA would do to obstruct that would be obvious. He would be playing himself and he would be exposing himself. And maybe that's why she is so ballsy. Huh? Yeah. And he's not yeah. around that much either. Yeah. He only he's off on the golf course. Yeah. He shows up every <laughs> once in a while. But, you know, but also dealing with someone like Savino, you have to bring it. You can't come in there like a punk. That's true. So because like she she really goes toe to toe. You know, and so like she's really kind of you know beating her her chest as he's beating his chest too. But she's right. like, okay, like if you want to you know do this, then step in the ring and let's let's do it. You know, like I have no problem playing dirty, toe to toe, blow for blow. Like whoa, exactly. Was that a rap song? Was it? I don't know. Was it? I don't know, but it was. It rhymed. It, it was gorilla, toe, It was gorillas up. Blow for blow. Toe to toe, blow like, for blow. Like whoa, whoa. Uh, uh. Remember that song? Like whoa, like, by, whoa. like black, yeah, yeah. I remember the song. Was yeah. it black, black Rob? That's where black, I thought black tie was. Black Rob, Gorilla Gorillas, Gorillas, it was something. Wasn't it Gorilla Zoe? I thought it was Black Rob, Black Zoe. You remember? It's Black Rob. Yeah, it's Black <laughs> Rob. I just remember yeah. that. And Thanks, sh- Steve. Yeah, I just remember that part of Shaft. <laughs> he said it's a Black Rob. Thank you, thank you, Steve. Steve's was like, I remember his name was Rob, and he was black. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And if, if, and if and if you don't, you know, no, his Steve, name his name was Black Rob. That was the stage name. Steve is our is our local like you know hip hop aficionado that will make sure we get the names right. Yeah, you, you mean Steve's favorite song is what's that? All black. I mean, all gold. Gold all the my Don't believe me, just why? That song. Oh, I'm nothing. Nothing. Anyway, that has nothing to yeah. do with Vegas unless you're popping bottles. In Vegas. You know what's funny? He said and something to, to you know to uh, Savino said something to. To, to Ricky, the, to the to kid, the, to the, the kid, kid Fontaine, Fontaine about yeah. come on over, we'll pop a bottle. I'm like, wow, they're popping bottles in 1960. Yeah, I mean, they've always popped bottles since there's been champagne, but if they use that term, popping bottles, it was a little funny. Yeah, pop a bottle, kick back. Yeah, you know, kind of funny. But there's a lot of things that rappers, you know, take from from the old days, and they make it. They try current, to be just yeah. like what Jay Z and uh, Kanye did with uh, in Paris. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Otis. Right. So let's get back to Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to Dixon in this case that he's uh, he's trying to solve. So he goes with his dad to Pete's estranged wife's house ah. to see Pete's estranged wife and the kid to question them. And I guess she has this new boyfriend or whatever that's well, there. Well, prior to that, 
he went, where did he go? He, he went to uh, and found the divorce papers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So was that was that Pete's house? Was it at Pete's house yeah. that they found the divorce papers? I I think right. Or they it saw was, the divorce papers. Well, no, he took them. Took them to the. So he saw oh, okay. them, picked them up. Okay. But because yeah, the house was empty, and so Pete was in the uh, hospital, so it was probably Pete's house that he went to. Got you. Well, they get there, and this boyfriend, this shady looking boyfriend, is there. <laughs> I mean, he is really shifty looking. This guy. I mean, slippery too. Really I don't know, it, slippery. it was so obvious. I mean, it was really fun. So they're questioning the girl. Well, actually, Dixon is questioning the strange wife. The strange wife, yeah. And the boyfriend is outside, like we packing. Get, he's like, we gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> get out and die. <laughs> right, because he's strapping up, you know, the bicycle to the, the the hood of the car and the station wagon and blowing up. And, you know, uh, Ralph goes out there to question him, and he's like, where are you going? He's like, uh, California. You know, he's going, he's getting away. Mm-hmm. So he's got a job in Santa Barbara, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oil rig. Hey, guys, guess what? Yes. What up? Niggas put me through this shit. Whoa, that's it. That's the song right there. there I, I tried to start it right on the line, but I think I was one line before that. My bad. <laughs> My, I, I don't know if you. I was like, yo, if Black Black Rob, you owe us a percentage if you start getting downloads to that song again on iTunes. Oh no, actually, Diddy, Diddy, you owe us because you know he owns everything. <laughs> Diddy owns it all, right? So anyway, yeah. So this fool <laughs> tries to pick up a crowbar. Yeah. No, he hit, picked up a crowbar. I mean, he tries to hit. He did pick up a crowbar. He didn't try to pick up a crowbar. He picked up the crowbar and he tries to hit Ralph over the head with the crowbar. Yeah, like an idiot. I mean, dude, poor, poor thing. He didn't know any better. He should have just played it cool. I mean, for they would have had to to prove. But he did try and play it cool as soon as. Look at the drill. When he asked about the drill bit, the eighth inch, the eighth inch drill bit, but, and, yeah, dude. But still. as soon as he turns his back, that's but that's what most suckers do. Like as soon as somebody turns their back, they try and go in for the sucker punch. Mm-hmm. That's true. But what did he think was going? He think was going to knock the dude out, and then like, and then go get okay, yeah, you're your partner. He's we not knocked him out, and yeah, the family's going to come on with me. We're going to leave. I mean, what did he think was going to happen? He didn't think all the way through. He yeah, wasn't yeah. thinking. No. He was not only not thinking all the way through, he wasn't thinking at all. Just fool. That's Ralph Lamb. You don't hit Ralph Lamb over the back of the head. Think you're going to get away with it? You can't, you can't pack you out, Ralph Lamb. You can't pack you out, Ralph Lamb. In fact, they were, in fact, they were laying on, tussling on the ground, and he got beat up. He, he, he took the crowbar and cracked him in the head while they were rolling around the ground. Yeah, and he actually he got Pacquiao. Out he did get Pacquiao because he was laying. <laughs> <laughs> Dixon comes out and is like laughing because it was like one of those funny kind of situations. The guy gets hit by his own crowbar. That was, that was really, yeah. Sounds that like he got Nancy situation. Kerrigan. Wow! Wow! You went back, but he didn't hit him over the knee though. Eh, that was a baseball. A, it's still a pipe. It was a pipe. Well, yeah, pipe, pipe crowbar. Yeah. yeah, he tried to he tried to get him. It'd be funny if he turned out to be like Brian Botano or something, and he was like an actual ice skater too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's go into news and gossip. After Buzz TV news. Okay, so uh, Vegas CBS doing really well. 
Uh, it's still number one in this time slot, 11 p.m. on... 10 p.m. I'm sorry, 10 p.m. We're 11 o'clock, and uh, we are number one in our is. time slot. Yeah, we're number one in our time slot, and so is Vegas. Thank you, Vegas CBS, for giving us this opportunity to be number one. I would like to thank all uh, little people here at After Buzz TV that made this show happen for us. <laughs> hello, hello. Okay. <laughs> that was Steve showing me really who the little person is. No, be me. Okay, so news. Do we have any fun facts, Nicholas? Uh, we do. Nick Purdue, the Nick Purdue. We need a fun fact from your brah. This is interesting, and because going on the the strip and um, talking about in uh, New Orleans as well um, down there, the strip is actually not in Las Vegas, but rather on an unincorporated land governed by Clark County. Las Vegas city limits start at Sahara Avenue northward, and so so many visitors of Las Vegas have never been to Las Vegas unless they visited uh, unless they visited the stratosphere. Interesting. Awesome. That's a very interesting tidbit there. Huh? The more you know. You know what's funny? I didn't get that. Let me give you a fun fact. This is a fun fact that I love about Vegas. When you go on navigation and you're navigating to go out to Vegas, the strip, Las Vegas Boulevard, goes all the way down. You know that one hotel that sits all the way down by itself called the M? It's this big yeah. black hotel, the M? Yeah. That's still Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Boulevard. Las Vegas yeah. Boulevard goes all the way down there where there was nothing. It's like abandoned. And you can see it on your navigation. And I'm like... These guys really plan on stretching this thing all the way down here one day. Yeah. I'm I'm serious. I, yeah. I I believe they do because most of that land is is empty and it's, it's probably owned. I don't know if it's all government owned, but I'm sure some somebody definitely owns it because they're going to develop yeah. that definitely. Yeah. So, but just to answer your question, Matt, I mean, like, I, basically what it is is that the actual street. Mm-hmm. So from the stratosphere probably to let's say Luxor. Okay. Okay, which is like kind of like what you see, you know, on the on the strip, you know, like that two and a half miles. It's not technically in Las Vegas because it's not Las Vegas city limits. It's not within Las Vegas city limits. Gotcha. Right. So most of and the stratosphere, of- if I recall correctly, because it's been uh, I can't recall the last time I've been, but the stratosphere is on the far side. It's of, north. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. north. Headed towards Fremont Street. Which right. is downtown Vegas, Old Town Vegas. Great buffet at the Stratosphere, by the way. If you guys have ever, if you have not been in, that's true. I mean, there's a lot of actually. It's good, no Harris. There's a lot of good buffets in Vegas. <laughs> the Stratosphere was one of the original great buffets, one of the original ones. I know there's some ones that are probably eclipsing that by now, but is it gluten free? Harris. Is it gluten free? <laughs> they have a little it. section. I, they I, have I, a little section of gluten free products, and it's a pile of cardboard, and you can go and. <laughs> <laughs> And chop it up and eat it after you break dance on it. Chop, chop. Okay. Chop, chop. Okay, so, whoo, Vegas, season, fi- I mean, season 15, episode 15, predictions. Let's do it. And now, you're after us, TV. Okay, so, predictions for episode 15 of season one, CBS's Vegas. There's been a lot of interesting things that have happened in the last two to three weeks, and... For me, it's, it's going to be a little hard to put everything in a nutshell where I think everything might go. So I'm going to start with you guys. <laughs> Nick Purdue, episode 15, season one, CBS's Vegas. Go. A couple things. Uh, first thing, I think that uh, Dixon, like I said, he's really showing his chops now, and so he will be put into a couple more predicaments to where um, his father, Ralph, is really going to have to lean on him, and then so he's going to be like, okay, I see that Dixon is can hold his own, and he is like a full-fledged deputy and not just my son playing deputy. Right. Second thing, I think that uh, Mia, 
um, will find out who the killer is. And so she will find out that it is her uh, boo-boo. And um, so that exchange will be very exciting. So I don't know if they'll break up, but I know that there will be a fight. And it will be very volatile. And you may even see that uh, cattle prod come out again. Wow. Yeah. And you know what happens to boo-boo? It gets flushed on the toilet. So that's probably what she's going to do with him after she finds out that her boo-boo killed her dad. Okay. So season uh, one, episode 15 <laughs> of CBS Las Vegas, Bam Erickson predictions go. Um, Jack was in the midst of revealing to his brother Ralph that he murdered Terizzo or what it appeared until uh, Catherine came and gave the information about the prince. Over this white truck. And that's something that we failed to mention. There were so many oh, yeah. details. We really, It was really hard to get to everything uh, in one session, but there was somebody that drove by and that was part of this whole situation, this scenario. Mm-hmm. It was the boyfriend and of the junkie. The, boi- the boyfriend of the junkie. Yeah. And he was supposed to make sure that the junkie got paid. But Rizzo put a gun out on him and he bounced and he when he drove away he actually saw Jack driving onto the scene mm-hmm. yes. and he identified a white truck and there's not a whole lot of white trucks so that's the point where in the office the sheriff's office Jack was going to tell mm-hmm. uh, tell Ralph what happened Yeah, and so he was interrupted so by the ADA. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just kind of go on the on the far-fetched side, and I'm going to say that Dixon is going to find out about his uncle and the murder. Wow. Uh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, my prediction for... Predictions, Thaddeus. My prediction... Go. Go. Thaddeus, go. My prediction is that Jack is going to entangle himself even further yeah yeah the hole is going to get even dug deeper this guy is actually you know pulling shenanigans with the fingerprints going to the fbi trying to convince the ada we don't need the fbi you know sabotaging the water cooler so he can switch prints out i mean he's doing all kind of like just you know he's shenanigans he's just but at that point at least he was thinking he started planning ahead rather than just you know, he knew that he was already entangled in a lie. I thought it was—I thought it was cool for him to sabotage the the water cooler, so he knew that that Give uh, him a little time. The, you know that the um, I guess is he a dep- deputy at the count? Uh, yeah, deputy yeah. goes and fixes the water. He can make the switcheroo. So he's starting to think about how he's going to manipulate this situation. Right. Yeah. Well, I believe is he's gonna he's gonna dig so far deep that it's gonna affect his relationship with Mia even further and gonna have. More, it's gonna the the actions is gonna be such that she feels like she can't trust him about anything as yeah. opposed to this one isolated event, because the lies are gonna continue and he's gonna keep doing things to circumvent this this case being solved. I believe that Mia is gonna be the one to find out first. But, yes, and she's gonna. I believe she's gonna find out from the Savino side. I think they're gonna slip up because. Remember, they're just as much to blame as as Jack. Jack is really not to blame. He was really defending himself. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Where can we find you guys? Find me all over the internet at the Nick Purdue. And you can find me, Bam Erickson, B-A-M-M-E-R-I-C-S-E-N, at Instagram and Twitter. 
And I'm Thaddeus Massey, and you can find me on Twitter at Club Thaddeus, C-L-U-B-T-H-A-D-D-E-U-S. And you can also see me here on Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. for NBC's Deception with Bam Erickson. Until next time, guys. I'm early. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Now you can do it. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.